0: Power plays like an MVP, championship pedigree, Hall of Fame skills, business deals, lead the league. On court, all pro. Off court, entrepreneur. Any court, play ball. I'm ready to score. Investments, connections, franchise player. Levels to this man, I just add more layers. We changing the
1: game. Athletes bigger than balling. Power plays, power moves. Yeah, we going all in. My whole life a highlight reel. Not just on the field, not just bodybuilding. I might buy a building, start a company, CEO mind frame. This is way
0: beyond game. These is power plays.
1: Welcome back to the Power Play Podcast. This is Alicia J, and I'm so excited today for many reasons. For those of you who don't know, I am from Portland, Oregon, and I have known our guest today for quite a while. Um, I actually played at Beaverton High School while he was playing at Jefferson High School, and we haven't, like, known each other this whole time, but we've known of each other, and now I'm just really thankful that I know him on many levels. He actually has done it all. And I'm really excited to have him on today. He started, like I said, at Jefferson High School. He played at KU, so University of Kansas. Then he was on the Warriors, and then he went to the Fort Worth Flyers. Then he went to Europe, back to the Warriors, Reno Bighorns, Bakersfield Jam, Russia. Then he was the University of Kansas Assistant Director of Student Athlete Development. He was the assistant coach at florida gulf coast eagles the head coach of the santa cruz warriors which is the g league team and then now he is the player development coach for the golden state warriors and let me just introduce you if you don't know to aaron miles thank you so much for being on today Aaron. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> man, i appreciate it dope intro dope intro i appreciate it um man i'm glad to be on here man sh- shout out to my hometown p-town portland oregon and- Jefferson Democrats,
1: hey. you
0: know, so I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I actually would have went to Jefferson if we had stayed. We actually moved to Beaverton uh, when I was younger, but I would have went to Jefferson, so we probably would have, you know, no known question. each other a lot better, but I'm glad that we know each other now.
0: Definitely, definitely, definitely. It's dope for me personally. I'm going to say it's dope to see you doing your thing. It's, uh, I remember a year and a half ago or so, we we connected. You came down to the Santa Cruz game, and we, we, we talked a little bit, and you said that you were – You know, just going to jump out on faith, take a leap of faith, man, and here you are. So congratulations to all your success, too, man, and having the courage to step out, you know, so that's dope.
1: Thank you so much. That really means a lot to me, more than you know, (laughs) more than you know. I really appreciate that. (laughs) And you want to talk about a leap of faith when I'm looking at what you've done and what you've continued to do. I mean, your path is just vast. You've literally done it all. And that's why Mm -hmm. I'm really excited that you're on today. Because when I think of a power player, like you have to really use your power to get to where you're at, right? And in sports, people think that it can be easy. But really, like your path, you've had to literally fight to where you are today. Can you tell us a little bit about that path?
0: You talked about it, you know, coming from Jefferson High School and then going to Kansas, just being exposed to a lot of different things. You know, unfortunately, I wasn't drafted. At least that's how I felt it was unfortunate at the time. But, you know, I believe that er- everything that I've gone through has put me in this place that I'm in today. So I wasn't drafted, made the roster of the Warriors. And it's crazy how things happen. I was cut and you know, sit down to play in the the D-League at the time, which is the G-League now. And then the following year, I actually was supposed to go to training camp with the Blazers. I actually was out there working out all summer, playing well throughout their workouts, and they invited me to come to training camp at the 15th roster spot. I just didn't pass the physical. You know, I just sprained my ankle real bad like a week before, and I didn't pass the physical, man. I wasn't able to uh, go to training camp with them. In turn, one of my good friends, best friends from home, Portland, Native Jefferson High, uh, Ime Udoka. He actually ended up taking that roster spot and making the team, and now he's doing big things with the Philadelphia 76ers right now as an assistant coach. Anyways, after that, I'll go overseas pretty much the remainder of my career, you know, until uh, injury forced me to, you know, retire. At that point, Coach Self, I was living in Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, with my wife and my boys, and Coach Self, who's been a great mentor of mine, and he always said he was going to hire me, and when it, that opportunity presented itself, he you know, opened up the doors and gave me the opportunity to come on his staff. You know, and now, here I am.
1: Wow, and when you say, here you are, like, it just seems like it's not that, like, here I am. I'm the player <laughs> development coach, but you've gone through so much, and I just give you all the accolades because – A lot of people would have given up on that path, to be honest. Like, they would just say, I'm going to do something else. But now you're the player development coach. And can you explain to people what exactly a player development coach does?
0: Essentially, we're assistant coaches, you know, but our focus is the player development. So... I'm assigned to two players primarily to work with, Amari Spelman and Glenn Robinson. And uh, with that, you know, essentially you're just working guys out on the court, trying to relay the message and convey the the message that Steve wants for players to know their roles and what he wants out of them and how they can help the team, but then also how we can help them improve as individuals as well. But I believe the more important piece to player development is just developing a relationship with these players and and, and gaining their trust that you have their best interests at heart.
1: Yeah, and I would say, you know, you... Being in basketball for so many years and playing and coaching at almost every level, it's got to have made you a better player development coach. Can you speak to that a little bit?
0: You know, my experiences have led me here, and I'm able to sit in like I I was a head coach of the Santa Cruz Warriors the last two years, you know, and one of the things that I always said to those guys that I sat in every one of you guys' seat. You know, I've been a a five star recruit that, you know, go off to college, so I've been there. I've been that starter on a high level program or playing it professionally, you know, at a high level, starter. I've been the guy coming off the bench playing this role. I've been the guy that wasn't playing at all. And I've been the guy that the team, for whatever reason, had it out for, or organization whatever. So I've been in all these situations, you know, and I try to just convey the message that, man, at the end of the day, you know, how you respond to it is the key. You know, your mindset, your approach is the biggest thing, you know what I mean? And so that's my biggest thing that I try to talk to all these guys about having a correct mindset, pushing through. And now having been a head coach and, you know, to be able to be on this side now with Steve, I'm able to convey that message as a former player and as a former head coach.
1: Well, you just uh, mentioned Steve Kerr. Obviously, so many people would like to be in the position of, you know, working for him, being mentored by him, just learning from him in a lot of ways. Can you speak to that a little bit? Because I know personally um, that would be something that would be invaluable for me just in life as a person to learn from him.
0: No doubt. No doubt, man. I, I, I've been fortunate, you know, to be around great coaches, you know, starting from playing, you know, high school, you know, all that stuff, but then college, you know, Roy Williams, Bill Self, and so forth. And now, working with Steve, man, is, is along the same lines. He really cares about people. And that's the biggest thing that I love about Steve. Obviously, he understands that we're basketball players. This is the basketball profession, the industry or whatever. The players, coaches, everybody, we're people first, you know. And so I think he does a great job of, understanding that and getting to know the people, you know, and I think that allows the players, coaches, everybody to go even harder. But it's been great, man. It's been great. Not only working with him, but the rest of the staff being a part of it. You know, they open their arms not only to myself, but to my wife and kids as well. And that's huge for me.
1: Yeah, that's what life is all about. It's not just one thing. It's about living holistically. And I would imagine going from Being a head coach of a G League team, the Santa Cruz Warriors, to now being a player development coach for an NBA team Mm -hmm. had to be a crazy transition. I mean, um, you know, there's great things about both things. You know, um, obviously being a head coach is amazing. But then learning from a head coach, I mean, it just has to be something that you had to get used to, um, that you had to transition with. Can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah. First of all, I'm gonna say like I went from University of Kansas as an assistant director of student athlete development to an assistant coach at Florida Gulf Coast with Joe Dooley. You know, that was my first actual assistant coaching position. And then I just I got the head coaching job at Santa Cruz. So that was a big step right there, you know, going from never having any type of actual head coaching experience and let alone you know coaching in general to being a head coach that was a transition but you know over the course of the two years I started to find my groove within it and you become the person that make all the decisions I'm a collaborative type of coach so I took all the information and, and ideas and thoughts from you know my staff or so forth you know but at the end of the day you know I was the one that making the Last call. So I tell people all the time now, having been moved on to Golden State now, it's kind of a promotion and a demotion at the same time. It's a promotion. Obviously, I'm having an opportunity to be up here with the Golden State Warriors, one of the best organizations you know, great coach, staff, and so forth. But I go from making the last call to making suggestions, you know, which which is all right. But that's one of the things, you know, you don't have that control, so to speak, anymore. So that's why I tell everybody it's a promotion and a demotion at the same time. But it's a good one, you know, if I ever want would be demoted in this fashion.
1: Right. You have gone through so many steps, but looking from the lens of somebody who wants to be in your position, they would probably say like, man, he kind of, skyrocketed up there, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. And so yeah. it is a blessing to be there. <laughs> but it also, Absolutely. you know, with a great responsibility to whom much is given, much is required. Which is given, much is expected. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so you literally are learning at every step. And I would imagine going from making the decisions to now, like you say, suggesting things. It's humbling, but it's also teaching you more than anything else could.
0: No doubt. I was just having this conversation with Michael Lee, you know, um, Michael Lee hometown. Uh, We was one of my assistants the last couple of years. But I was telling him, you know, how for me, having been a head coach, you know, I can kind of relate and understand what Steve is going through at times. You know, obviously, it's a different level of G League NBA but you're still dealing with some of the same situations. It has allowed me to be even a better assistant coach, I believe, because I don't think I know it all. I can make suggestions, but I understand that it's not up to me to try to push my philosophy and ideas on Steve. You know, it's just I make suggestions, and if you like them, so be it. I try to pick and choose when I should and should not you know, throw things out there because he has a lot of things that's on his plate. So I don't want to be adding more to it, but it has definitely allowed me to be a better assistant coach, if that makes sense.
1: It absolutely does. That perspective as a coach has made you better in the position you are now, and it will make you better moving forward. So I'm very curious when you were playing, you know, going through the ranks of playing, whether it be overseas and the NBA, in the developmental league, Did you see yourself being a coach? Was that always your goal?
0: (laughs) You know what? Definitely. I always knew I was going to be a coach, right? I never knew exactly what level. My Growing up, you know, my father coached my sister, and then he coached my basketball team growing up, you know, elementary school, middle school, Cisco kids. And so I knew it was in me. And I, I would find myself with my younger brother, Marlon, you know, and my little cousin Jonathan, having them in the backyard, you know, on the side of the house in football gear and i'm I'm running them through drills for football so i always knew culture was in me i've always had a passion for it um the mentorship and being able to uh help young people out but i never knew what level even once i you know retired from playing i still was uncertain what what direction i was going to go you know and it kind of like god just led me to here you know he led me into this you know the, the path that i've taken That you know everything happened for a reason like so coach, they'll me on and it's like, okay, well, I'm in the college coaching. You know, well, I wasn't sure if I was going to get an assistant coaching college job anywhere in college, you know, and then the doors opened up, you know, and I always said, even back then, like if I couldn't get an assistant coaching job somewhere, then obviously I'd be happy just going to coach my kids. I got four boys, you know, so I was thinking like, man, maybe I just go be a, uh, you know, start a program, you know, coach my kid. That's where I get that fix from. But like I say, God opened up doors to Florida Gulf Coast and Santa Cruz and now here. So this is just kind of path that God has led me on. It hasn't been, I never woke up and said I want to be an NBA head coach or I want to be a G League head coach or anything of that nature. You know, these doors just kind of opened up.
1: Man, you are speaking to me right now. When I think about um, just New Year goals, that's my thing. Is just relinquishing the picture to God and just letting him paint it. And that's exactly what you just said that you did and you continue to do on your path. And, man, I'm proud of you. I will just say that. I appreciate it. Just knowing you. I do feel like when I listen to your path and going from being a player to being a coach, I feel like more athletes are gaining positions, like on the business or operations side of sports. And it's been happening Mm -hmm. for years, but I feel like it's becoming more of a public thing and something that a lot of players are going after now. Do you feel that, or is it just something that you're just gonna continue to do. I just feel like so many people are are going after that. It's almost like a a thing that athletes want to do now.
0: Just getting staying in the sport? Yeah, staying in the sport
1: I feel like continuing, you know, basketball in a different way. Um, yeah. it's been very public lately. Yeah,
0: I think to be honest with you, like former players are experts. Not saying that they know everything, but dude it's an expertise of their the basketball game or or you know, what they're in. So it's like with anything. When you go to school, you go to school for to be a lawyer, you study it, you know what I mean? And like so the players really like we gain hands on experience just by playing. You know, we got a perspective that others may not have. And so I think it's only right that we do continue to try to get involved in in some of the decision-makings and coaching and so forth. You know, I mean, we've lived it. We can speak to it as a former player, you know, have that type of insight. You know, and I think it's it's great. You know, and I know the NBA has a couple of programs that allows former players to get involved in, whether that's a coaching program or a front office program. I forget the name of it. Maybe it's just like the NBA assistant coaches program or front office program, something like that. But that they have that allows guys, you know, as they, you know, transitioning out, because it's hard once you once you get done playing. It is hard, but it allows guys to kind of help them transition into the basketball world outside of playing. I'm going to be real, like, when your career is over, it's tough. It's tough. It was tough on me. You know what I mean? And we all go through it, because at the end of the day, every day, we, we waking up and playing basketball. And now we it's like, that's pretty much all we've known for the most part, even though we were more than just basketball players, but that's what we've been accustomed to doing. So now it's like, okay, now... Even though I've set myself up, even though I've built, uh, established relationships that I can get into coaching possibly, when it's over with, you're still unsure of what path you really want to take. And so it becomes stressful. And so much respect to the NBA for having a program that allows guys to help them transition, you know, because a lot of guys go crazy. Go crazy, literally. Some people get depressed at that stage, that point, as they start to transition out.
1: I know for me, just transitioning from working in the NBA for 13 years to being an entrepreneur full time, that was hard for me because I was so used to the seasons. Yeah, I was so used to the seasons, being around the same people all of the, you know, different things that happen every year. Like, you know, they're going to happen like clockwork, right? So it was just, it was really hard for me. So I can't even imagine actually being a player. But is that something that you're obviously cognizant of that? Is that something that you help players with as a player development coach? Yes,
0: absolutely. It's one of those things like for years as a professional, man, there were some certainties, you know, now I may have not known where exactly I was going to be playing the following year, but I was certain I was going to be playing I was going to have certain routine, you know, and I knew what what was going to happen. When you start playing, it's kind of like, you know you're going to be all right, you know you're going to be good at the end of the day, but trying to figure out what path to go to is so uncertain, and that's the stressful part. And so I try to relay that message to, you know, and and teach that and talk about that, I should say, with the players because it's real. You know, And my biggest thing to those guys is that the mindset and how you deal with different things, because you're going to get upset and frustrated with the coaches. You're going to get upset because you're playing time. It's so you're not getting the ball, whatever the case may be, but how you handle yourself, your professionalism is going to determine what happens to you as as you move forward. So we always think that it's all about the now, the now, the now, but it actually more so, man, how do you handle yourself in these situations? Because when the future comes around and you don't, and the basketball stops bouncing and you want to be able to call a former coach, former GM or somebody that you work with directly and have them be able to vouch for you and help you throughout your transition. And if you conducted yourself in a way that isn't appealing or not to their liking, you know, maybe you don't get those opportunities. You know what I mean? You can look back now. There's a lot of people, former players, that are trying to get into coaching or trying to get in the front office. But they develop a reputation negatively that people aren't willing to take that risk with them, so to speak. So I think for me, I try to tell them, man, it ain't about the now. You know, get mad. Yes, it's okay to be frustrated, you know, but go have a conversation. Don't try to go bad on your coaches. Don't try to be pouting and all that type of stuff because it's looked upon and everybody is watching you. And at the end of the day, the NBA is is small in terms of the relationship that people have. So if something happens here, whatever is good or bad, it's going to go throughout the remaining 2019. They're going to all know about it. In turn, it's going to you know, help you or hurt you in the future.
1: Absolutely. And I think that there is a shift right now happening. We'll talk specifically to the NBA just because that's what you're in, but there's a shift right now with athletes. They are looking towards the future. You have people like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Stephen Curry, who are all fostering other things off the court. How has that changed from yep. like the time that you started playing to – your current position now, how have you seen that change?
0: It was really dope seeing them dudes doing it. We are all more than just basketball players, right? And so guys began to realize that. Some of them realized it. I think more realize it now opposed to years ago, their overall impact that they can have. And people are, you know, myself included, are, are looking for things that provide gratification outside of basketball. And, you know, I know LeBron, he has that. Uh, what, what's the school called that he has that he's developed? I can't think of the name of it. But yeah, he's doing that because he, he realizes it's bigger than basketball. And he can have an overall impact. And I'm sure he gets more gratification out of doing that and seeing those kids opposed to winning the NBA championship, you know, which is great. But when you talk about a legacy and Steph in the same way as SKD, as you mentioned, their legacy, they had a hell of a basketball career. But when you talk about the impact they're having on lives outside of basketball, I'm sure that's where they're going to get the most gratification out. It's basketball, right? It's a game that we all love, cherish, and so forth. But at the end of the day, when you can impact a person's life and, and get them to see themselves and have success, seeing the inspiration and the encouragement to some young person or people in general, that's gratifying, you know? And so to that point, it's like, even for myself, I'm working on putting together a foundation geared around fatherhood. You know, I've been inspired by, you had him on, actually, I think it was your first podcast, my man, Squint. Yes. Squint and Day of Street Code, man. I've been, you know, good friends of mine, man. I got to know Squint real well. Day's from Portland, so I've been on him, but... They've been of inspiration to me. Seeing them just go out and just do things and being able to uh impact lives. It's just crazy how God guy works. It's just and then Glenn Robinson. I was talking with Glenn Robinson one day and he was going to work on He was leaving the, the gym and I was like, where do you heading? He's like, I got this thing for my foundation. And he talked about it. And then I was like, what's your foundation? And he was just like, it's geared around fatherhood because he has a daughter named Ari. It's called the Ari Foundation. And it's just geared around fatherhood. You know, and I'm like, man, that's it for me. So me and him have been talking. And so that's something that I'm working on now as well, man, just putting something around fatherhood. Because like I said, me and my wife, Mickey, has four boys. And uh, anytime I start having any type of conversations, I always go back to dealing with my kids you know, and yeah. my family. So fatherhood is very important to me. And it's something that is going to mean so much to me when I get this thing going.
1: Well, and fatherhood is the most important position that you could ever have. Being a parent, just fostering the lives of four amazing young men that are coming up. I mean, that's invaluable. You can't put anything on that. And speaking of young athletes, there is an athlete out there that eventually wants to work on the business or coaching side of sport. What would your advice be to them? I think
0: obviously they'll already have a passion for it. If that's the real case, you have to be humble enough to start. I don't want to say at the bottom because I hate to say it like that, you know, but you may have to start as an intern. You know, you may have to be willing to go out and just, you know what, I'm going to sacrifice this year and I just want to go learn from somebody. You know, that you're going to have to sacrifice some things. And I think that's very important. But I think the biggest thing, man, for me is establishing, I think me and Draymond talked about this, uh, relationship equity. (laughs) Establishing your relationships with people. And not forcefully, but genuine relationships. That's something that has helped me. That's the only reason I'm here today. I can say the only reason, but that's the big reason why I'm here today. So guys ask me how I got here. What did I do? I was just me to be honest with you, and God opened his doors. But in 2010, I came back, and I went to training camp with Golden State, and I didn't make it. I was the last cut for the Warriors. And I went and played in the G League with the Reno Bighorns. And Ryan Atkinson was the team manager, and he was like the, the guy that did all the laundry, drove the players around, you know, it took us to eat, whatever. And we him became real close. I would stay after the game. My family wasn't out there, so i hang out with them. We'd go out to eat. You know, I help him finish washing clothes, so therefore we go out to eat or whatever the case may be. We developed a great relationship, you know, and and through the course, we stayed in contact, obviously, because we became real close. Fast forward, he becomes the assistant general manager for the Santa Cruz Warriors. And when the job opened up, he just asked me, is this something that I'm interested in because he knew me, he knew what I stood for and so forth. And then he presented that to uh, Kent Lake. and I interviewed with him and Steve and next thing you know, I, I'm here. But it was all about the relationship, finding genuine relationship, or not finding genuine relationship, but being genuine with people, no matter who they are, no matter what position they hold, it doesn't matter because you, you just, you never know. But that's not why I was doing it. It's just, that's just who I am. So I just think, man, being able to be genuine with people because real recognize real. Yeah. And I think it goes a long way.
1: It absolutely does. That's a word right there. If y'all did not catch that, relationship equity (laughs) is a thing. And being the person that would build those type of relationships is the most important part. That goes for everything. Well, you've certainly had an amazing path. Like I said at the beginning, you've done pretty much everything you could do within sport to the point that you're at now to get to where you're at now what has been your driving force through all of those levels
0: No, i can't say my kids i say them now obviously because i I didn't have them at all my whole career and all that but now i will say my wife and kids you know i got to push through and make sure they are good and i'm setting an example for them you know of not necessarily being the greatest head coach or the greatest coach or this and that but just being the man and what that means that's what drives me now more than anything man just the work, you know, what I mean, showing them that you got to work at it, whatever you're doing. You know, I don't care what field they decide to be a part of, they entrepreneurs, whatever. You know, you got to work and you got to be a man and you got to be a father. You got to be a husband. You got to be a great citizen and all those different type of things. And so just trying to be an example to my kids and hopefully to others um, and hopefully being an inspiration, find others to be great or search for that.
1: And you've mentioned God many times throughout this podcast. How has your faith played a part in your path?
0: Oh, uh, it's it crazy. I grew up in the church, and I am a faith-driven man. It's funny. I mentioned going to Portland. I was supposed to go to Portland, be with the Blazers in training camp, and uh, the injury set me back, and I was went through a depression. Anytime I go through those depressed states, I ain't going to call it depressed states. You know, I'm just going to call it those stressful situations, I guess you could say, in which, man, it's just hard, and you're just feeling like, what's next, what's next? I've always ended up going to church, and I ain't going to lie to you. I've always gone to church, man, and I, I end up somehow— Through the midst of the service, the pastor's talking directly to me, and I've always ended up in front of the church crying, really just being vulnerable up there, man, and and those moments is when it's just like, God got me, you know what I'm saying? It happened then, it happened to me after I didn't know what was going to happen with me and my future. After I got done playing, the same situation happened to me, and all of it, it gives me comfort. You know, when I on in there and, then, and I hear that word and it's, you know, God starts talking through the pastor to me, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I'll, I'll always end up, in, I'll be sitting up there like, man, I'm like a little big baby up here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I get emotional because it, you know, it'll be tough. But yeah. there'll be a lot that be on your shoulders. You know, there's a lot that be on, on people's shoulders, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and you be facing that and you be dealing with it. And then it's kind of like, God just be telling you, like, man, you good. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. I got you. You know, and it's still hard. It's easier said than done. You know what I'm saying? Just put all the faith in God or, you know what I'm saying? Just let it happen. But you just got to continue to be great where you are and great things are going to continue to happen. But it's tough. I just try to rely on that. Rely on him. And just I got a great support staff, man. My wife, Mickey, you know what I mean? and My father and mother, I can call and talk to. Brothers, my best friend, Mike Lee. I got so many people that I can rely on, man, when I am going through it that are encouraging to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I've been blessed. i got great circles, man, in which I can lean on, I can be vulnerable with, which I think is key for a lot of people to find those circles to be vulnerable with, you know, to express your stresses and your fears, then they can be of encouragement to you, you know. So that's been it, having people in my circle that I can depend on to lift me up.
1: Well, it sounds like faith has definitely been a power play for you and has led you to an amazing position with the Warriors, um, you've had a lot of accomplishments. What has been the greatest one, in your opinion?
0: Uh, it's probably going to be not something that you probably would think. Obviously, winning a state championship in, at Jefferson High School in 2000 was dope, man. It was amazing because the community was behind us. Being in Final Fours was great. Playing in the NBA was great. You know, winning championships, a couple of championships overseas, amazing. Obviously, having my four boys, you know, is great. But I didn't realize this until a couple of years ago, my little brother graduated from University of Montana, Marlon Miles, graduated from the University of Montana. And when he did, man, I was so proud, right? And that's when I kind of realized, and I even told him this, everything that I had did up to that point, when he was growing up, when we was growing up, I was hoping to be an example to him. And when he graduated from college, I realized that I did a lot of things unknowingly, like it wasn't like I was intentionally like, I gotta make sure, but when he graduated, I felt like I accomplished it. Like, that was my greatest accomplishment, even though it was his. And I don't know if that sounds weird, man, but that was, I felt like I had accomplished something because he made it, essentially. He graduated, you know, and made me feel so good, you know? And so while all those, you know, accolades on the court is great, but I think for me, you know, my little brother graduating from college was huge for me.
1: Well, that doesn't sound crazy to me at all because your example has spoke volumes to so many people, whether it be... Uh, your wife, your boys, the players on the team, even the coaches around you, your brother. And that is a huge accomplishment. I am thankful for your example as well. And I just want to know, last question, what is next for Aaron Miles? Hey,
0: I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I just, like I told you before, man, I'm just trying to be great where I'm at. Learn as much as I can from this position that I'm in. Whatever doors God opened up for me. You know, who knows? Obviously, you know, the reality, a person plays and in their mind, like, oh, if this happened, this could possibly happen, da 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 You know, but at the end of the day, that's just all, it's not real. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you don't know. I'm not a future teller. How can not speak into it? So, I just try to be great. I just try to be great, man, and uh, that's pretty much it for me. You know, and try to set those examples, man, and see where it takes me.
1: Well, thank you for that word because I know I needed to hear it. I think just letting God paint the picture is huge. It's the biggest power play that I know that I could ever have. And I really appreciate you doing that every day. Today is actually the last episode of the first season of the Power Play podcast. And I honestly couldn't have had a better person to be on it. Thank you so much oh, for all man, of these I words. It. Thank you. Thank you I for walking in your path in full faith. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate the power plays that you make every single day. So thank you.
0: man. I I appreciate you for having me, man. This is dope, man. And keep doing your thing, man. Like I said, you're an inspiration. I remember, like I said, I I remember telling you, man, I was encouraged when you said that. Like, you told me like, yeah, I'm going to take a leap of faith. I have some thoughts and ideas that I've been wanting to do. And and here you are. So I mean, like that truly encouraged me and inspiration to others as well. So Keep doing what you're doing, man. It's it's fresh.
1: Thank you so much. And, you know, there are so many people that are listening right now and they want to keep up with you. How do they follow the path that you're about to take?
0: You know what? I ain't going to lie to you. Squint always be on me. He's been on me lately, man. I don't do social media like that. I have a social media account. You know what I'm saying? I got an Instagram and, and Twitter and all that, but I don't be on there. Like I might get on there and check like once every two months or something like that. I don't know. It's just, to be honest with you, I feel like so many times, People just spend so much of their day on social media. I got a wife and four kids that can have my time that deserve it. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be with some people having good conversations. Man, you know four kids mean? I mean, in
1: itself. That's all your time right there. <laughs> all boys, too. You know what
0: I mean? And, and they're 11, 9, 7, and 6. So they act. But really, it's just like I find it is just so much on there. I ain't a lot. A lot of it is fraudulent. Yeah, (laughs) how I feel about it. I think it's a lot of fraudulent activity that goes on on social media, man. Everybody paints these pictures and they just show the highlights of their life and not always the real. Then you get caught up in looking at somebody's life and comparing yourself to the other, Mm. good or bad. For me, anyway, it's not worth it for me. Like, that's just me. To each his own, you know what I'm saying? I'm not about to criticize anybody that does it. To each his own, that just ain't me. I find a lot of people get depressed based on what they see other people are doing and they start comparing their lives to theirs. And I think it's wrong because the person that they're comparing their lives to who are going through the same stuff that they going through. They just ain't showing
1: it. Talk about it. So that's why I know there, man. The power of being yeah, present.
0: I, I, I don't even know my handles. I ain't gonna lie to you. A Miles, Coach A Miles, something.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. You know what though? Here's the thing. You're going to continue to walk in the path that you are, and we'll hear about you. We don't need to see it on social media. Yeah. And that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Just yeah, continue to be present and make those moves.
0: It. No doubt. No doubt. I appreciate
1: you. Well, I appreciate you. And thank you so much for being on the Power Play podcast. I really am so appreciative. I know I said this with Aaron, but I'm very appreciative of his time, his story, all the work that he has put in to where he is now. And I could say the same thing for all of the people that I have interviewed for Power Play That was the end of the first season, and I'm so thankful that everybody was so transparent in sharing their stories. I could rattle off all of the things that I've learned, but you guys have been listening and you've learned them too. I know for me, at this point in my life, I am a power player in sport and also just in life, and I'm just thankful to have gained the knowledge from each and every person that was on here. And I'm also blessed to be able to have a platform to bring it to you because I know that you gained knowledge from all of this too, that you can apply to your life and the power plays that you're making off your court or field. We all have those things that we're working on. We all have those things that we want to accomplish, whether it be within sport or out of sport. And that's the beauty of this show. That's why I wanted to create it. It's not even so much about sport, but it's how sport has formed these stories in these people's lives and what they've done with their lives and their purpose. And all of that knowledge is right here on Power Play for you to gain from and learn from and apply to your own Power Plays in life. And so sport is an amazing thing, something that I love. It's been in my life for many years and it will continue to be, but it's not even just about that that is just a tool to get you to those power plays that you're making in your life as well, whether it be in sport and otherwise. So I just want to thank you so much for listening to this first season of Power Play and just stay tuned. There will be more from Power Play and I cannot wait to present it to you. So I just want to thank you. Each and every person that has been on this podcast, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for following my path. I'm at Tall Swag. For those of you who want to continue to follow and be updated about these power plays, not only the ones that I'm making in my life, but with the people that I interact with. And I will bring those stories to you in some way, shape or form. But thank you so much for being here for this first season of Power Play. And I look forward to sharing the power plays with you in the future continue to make yours, continue to work on your life and share your power plays with those that need to hear them. Thank you so much. Until next time, it's power play.